Thank you for your patient friends, your patience. And we'll get this going. Hope everyone's had a great week. And uh, you guys are looking forward to an awesome weekend. I know I am. We got uh, Mission Pro Wrestling tonight uh, on the Title Match Network. If you guys are planning to check that out, let's see if this works any better. Is that any better? It's not, man. It must just be me. But I can still hear you, so let's just roll with it. All right, sounds good, man. So, well, dude, it's Friday. We're we're a little later than normal, but we're here, man. I'm not gonna miss a hot tag. Never miss the hot tag. It's the highlight of my week, man. We gotta we gotta hop on here and, and chat a little bit. And dude, I, I was just talking about uh, waiting on you um, about Mission Pro Wrestling tonight. Hell hath no fury. Um, I am excited about that. I just actually just went on. About an hour ago, and got my Title Match Network subscription for the month, and uh, got that all set up so that I can watch tonight. I've been chatting with Rob, who is live on location. He is in Buda, Texas, right now, so he's going to be there. So stay tuned. Uh, we might have some exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes photography and things, much like J. Cal had on Tuesday yeah. night, which was a lot of fun. If you guys watched the pre-party on Tuesday, J. Cal was live on location at Thunder Studios uh, before the airing of UWM Primetime Live. J. Cal, how, how was that experience, man? I mean, so, okay. It was awesome. Not going to lie. That, that building, as it stands right now, would be good for a socially distanced audience. But that that Thunder Studios, I've heard of that place. I've known about that place for about three years. They do esports there, so I thought it was just something small. Yeah. This place is huge, and I mean, there are there's probably like twelve stages there. And, and if this if this pay per view continues to grow and audiences do come back, and Southern California allows fans to attend, man, that that place is going to be rocking and rolling. And, um, you know, for any of my friends out on the East Coast, when fans do return to Southern California, plan your trip accordingly because you could do Hollywood on a Sunday in Port Wyneme and then come to Long Beach on a on a Tuesday, and, you know, get yourself some Disneyland in the middle there, and you got yourself a vacation. Yeah, man. Dude, it, was, it, was, it was really cool. I'm down for that, man. I, uh. Dude, it was really cool to see you there, and uh, you, you did the pre-party from there, which was fun. It was different, I'm sure, for you to be out on location and not in your normal studio. But I think that was cool for all of us to kind of have that behind-the-scenes connection and get to see everything that's going on and what went into the show. Um, and, you know, obviously we did uh, – uh, me and the Bearded Trio did our after show. It was really late. Um, and obviously we had a lot to talk about, you know, fresh – Fresh after the show ended, you know, obviously everyone was hot about the technical glitches and things like that. Um, and so that was a big topic of conversation. But we did manage to uh, focus on the wrestling that happened and um, focus on some of the storylines and things that developed. But one of the things that that we wanted to focus on today for the hot tag um, was just kind of look into the future. Who do we want to see? Um, show up on primetime live what are some potential storylines even some potential crossovers and things like that it's almost just fantasy booking between the two of us of you know where where we hope this will go we've got the the premiere episode under our belts now and so where do we go from here so we know coming up we've got uh, thunder rosa versus 
Priscilla Kelly for the NWA World Women's title. Uh, so that's coming up this coming Tuesday. But, um, you know, there was a lot of things, a lot of things happened on this episode, this this premiere episode of UW and Primetime Live. But also, you know, it's impossible to cover everything in one 90-minute episode. So there's still a lot out there left. And for me, and I mentioned this Tuesday night, but the big glaring uh, oversight, I feel like for me, um, is the tag titles in the NWA. And we had Eli Drake, and he cut a promo backstage. We know that this week we're, we're getting Eli Drake versus Watts, which will be an awesome match. Um, but he didn't even have the title belt. And that was something that was a little bit concerning to me. So I'm just wondering, where where are they going with the NWA tag team titles from here? Um, and what's going to happen? There's been a lot of chatter in our Discord today about uh, some stuff pertaining to that and the TV title, the NWA TV title. Um, so for me, those were kind of my biggest questions coming out of it. How are we going to be able to see uh, or how are we going to see the TV title, the tag titles, those, those uh, even the national title with Aaron Stevens. We know he's involved, but he wasn't on screen, and that title wasn't on television. Um, so my big question is really surrounding the NWA titles. Um, how are you feeling about that? Well, so the observation that I made that I it's, it's been in the back of my mind is, you know, United Wrestling Network doesn't have a women's championship. United Wrestling Network uh, doesn't have a world heavyweight championship. United Wrestling Network has its own tag team titles, and the United Wrestling Network has its own TV title. So what if they're not looking to fill those uh, vacancies that they already have? Maybe the NWA tag team titles aren't a part of this picture. Uh, when when TNA started and, and they first started doing their weekly pay-per-views, which is basically the same model that we're seeing right now, you know, you had the – NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, which was the NWA brand. You had the NWA Tag Titles, which was the NWA brand. But then you had the TNA X Division Championship, which was exclusive to TNA. They didn't bring in the junior champion. They didn't bring in the women's champion. So, and I'm not, this hasn't been verified by Dave Marquez. No one has said anything directly to me, but what if they just don't plan to use the NWA Tag Titles? What if they don't plan to use the NWA TV title? Like you said, the national title is seemingly would make sense because they don't have a national title. Um, I mean, they do have several, the Hollywood heritage title. They also have the Arizona championship title. They, they defended the West coast pro wrestling championship. Um, but with Aaron Stevens there, I mean, he's right there. It would make sense that at some point he would step into the ring for the show, but maybe that's not in the cards and maybe they're only going to focus on the NWA world's heavyweight and the world's women's championship. I mean, that's just a, just an idea. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, we have to remember uh, as NWA fans, and, and you're, uh, I think, a lot more connected to UWN and, and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and things like that than um, a lot of the rest of the uh, primarily NWA fan base. And I think one of the things we have to remember is this is UWN Primetime Live, and this is a Dave Marquez production. Um, yes, it's a partnership with the NWA, but let's not get it backwards. This is not an NWA show where they're allowing – UWN talent to come in. It's the other way around. It's a UWN show. Dave Marquez is putting this production on, um, and he's partnering with the NWA to uh, give you know the roster a spotlight. And, and much like we saw, I mean, the first main event, and presumably the second main event, even though Priscilla Kelly's not NWA talent, uh, it's an, it's another NWA title that's being defended on show two. So they're getting a lot of spotlight, but it's still not. 
an NWA show, right? This is not Power 2.0. Um, this is not, you know, uh, a show that is built around NWA. This is a show that the NWA is a part of. And because of that, you know, and one of the things that, that really, you know, became apparent to me this past week, technical glitches aside, is the fact that 90 minutes is is not that long. And we're, we're conditioned to, at the very least, uh, I mean, I know power was shorter, but at the very least, when we're talking about mainstream wrestling and, and stacked cards, it's a two to three hour show normally um, for a pay-per-view. So it's like the, you, you can't do everything in one 90 minute block. You know what I mean? You kind of got to pick and choose. And, and I think you're right. Your your way of thinking is is right in the way that, you know, if they're going to bring all those titles on, especially the first show or even the first and second show, a lot of those UWN titles and and uh, storylines and things like that would have to be pushed to the side. And I just don't think that's in the cards for this particular show. And and you also have to look at the financials of it too, right? I mean, because it's not cheap to run these wrestling shows. And, and Dave Marquez has given me some estimates. And, you know, being at Thunder Studios, it's it's even probably doubled or tripled from what we were ta- what he initially told me for Hollywood. When you look at the size, the, the size of these cards and the, the talent that they're bringing in, you know, they have to find a way to kind of placate everybody. You know what I mean? Like the NWA needs to have some spotlight. That's what sells the pay-per-view. No doubt about it. But what about all the guys that have been putting in the hours for Dave Marquez? have been building that United Wrestling Network. Guys like EJ Sparks, who's a former Arizona champion. Guys like uh, – Jan, uh, Dan Joseph, who is the United Wrestling Network TV champion, uh, guys like Watts, who up until recently was the Hollywood Heritage champion, or Ray Rosas, these guys need to be spotlighted as well. I mean, that's part of the reason why they're doing this pay-per-view is, again, to bring these diamonds in the rough to the forefront. Um, so they have to, they, they do have to manage this concert a little bit better. Um, like everyone else, I did feel like that main event was rushed. But at the same time, I think a lot of people had some unrealistic expectations. If you thought that that was going to be a 30-minute match, I, I think you're fooling yourself. If you thought you're going to get some sort of Iron Man Broadway show, that just wasn't going to happen. But I, I really think they told a lot of story in a short amount of time. I think they did exactly what they needed to do and established Michael Bennett as a genuine threat. And I think, uh, you know, ultimately Nick Aldis proved why he's the world freaking champion. Because at any given night, he's going to put that belt on the line to defend against anybody, anybody, and even still rose to the occasion. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, I think that um, you know, and, and it's another uh, topic of conversation that we had in our Discord at length um, after Tuesday, just about you know the the match length and things like that, and what we would have liked to to have seen. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, the story was told, the things uh, got across that needed to get across. Uh, and I said this in, in our chat, but you know, I respected Michael Bennett before this match. I respected him even more after. So they accomplished that purpose. His respect from from the fans grew. Um, he's definitely a, a credible threat. Uh, there's a lot of question marks of, of how that was going to go down. We've seen him in action. We've seen him go one-to-one, uh, one-on-one with the champion. And, you know, it, 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 it was a great match. And, I mean, you're right. I think a lot of this is about 
um, tapering your expectations. And I don't mean that in like a pessimistic way. I just mean, no. you know, we would love for this to be power. We would love this to be the Crockett Cup, right? Those are the, as NWA fans, we would love for those things to be what this is, but it's not. This is UWN Primetime Live. And we, we really just need to be uh, overjoyed that we're getting to see an NWA world's title match, you know what I mean? And an a NWA women world's title match um, next week. So I think, I think that's the context. And I think if we go into it with those expectations, you know, even the questions I just mentioned up front about the tag titles, the national title, the TV title, all that, you know what? The reality is that those questions may not be answered on this show on UWN Primetime Live. And we've just got to be okay with that because those questions will be answered when power returns or when we get an NWA-specific pay-per-view and start having to build to that and things like that. So it's really just understanding that this dynamic with UWN Primetime Live is not going to be the same as a dynamic of an NWA show. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's, that's it. That's, that's the end of the statement right there. It's not an NWA show. It's going to feature elements of the NWA. It's going to keep the narrative of the NWA moving forward. It's not getting stale. It's not getting um, withering away and dying. It's a part of something else. But as Marquez said from day one, this isn't replacing power. This isn't power 2.0. This is United Wrestling Network primetime live when power returns. And look, man, I'm beginning to feel like that's getting closer and closer as the days go by because more and more, we're seeing more socially distanced wrestling. Um, I mean, but ultimately, like this show is very much not a not 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 a uh, not a WrestleMania type event. It was a it's a TV show that's a pay per view TV show. It's ninety minutes. It's it's if you had to pay the same amount for power, you would probably be disappointed. Right. I mean, Ricky Morton, Nick Aldis, to me. I don't want to pay for that. I would pay for Mike Bennett and Nick Aldis because I think that was a more uh, intriguing matchup. But at the end of the day, you have to, uh, I think they have to continue to spotlight the NWA like they have been, keep developing these new stars, bringing new faces to the show. Hammerstone there was uh, was nice. Uh, Chris Dickinson, I think they really planted some big seeds for him. Uh I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, and, and uh, to, you know, just to sum it up, I mean, I think that the the big idea here is let's let's start viewing UWN Primetime Live as its own thing. It, it's yeah. it's a separate entity. It's a new thing. It's an exciting thing. If you start to look at it that way, uh, and you take off the expectations that you have of power or uh, NWA specific pay per view, then you can actually start to enjoy it for what it really is and start to learn these these new talents and these new um, you know, th- this new exposure for these guys to us as NWA fans, because we have, you know, uh, our talent integrated in there into the show. And so there's some interest built in there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, obviously the world title match was, was top of the mountain for me in episode one, but man, I really enjoyed the story building with Chris Dickinson and I really enjoyed um, the TV title match. Uh, the, there were some glitches, and I missed the end when I watched it live. But I enjoyed that match, and I enjoyed, yeah. um, you know, getting. I mean, Hammerstone, you know, coming straight out of the gate, and then obviously Camille and Heather Monroe. That that match was incredible. Um, so I just I think that that it's really it's exactly what you said. It's about tapering 
expectations. So with that in mind, though, um, who who do we want to see moving forward? So taking off the table, like, oh, I want to see every NWA title defended, and I want to see all of my favorite people and all this kind of stuff. Uh, realistically, now that we have a framework for how the show is going to look and things like that, um, what would we like to see moving forward? What, what would you like to see? So I think we have to continue with this path to greatness, this path to 700 days, this this Aldous Crusade 2.0, if you will. Nick Aldous is obviously the centerpiece of the NWA because he holds the 10 pounds of gold. And I don't want to see, and I do love a guy like Trevor Murdoch, and I do love a guy like uh, Eli Drake, but I want to see somebody who I shouldn't see in the ring with the world's heavyweight champion. Maybe somebody from Ring of Honor, you know, the NWA said this from day one. Hey, they're open for business. They said that. They meant it. The only the only company they Billy Corgan specifically targeted that he would not work with was Impact. But David Marquez has never shut the door on anybody. He's had an open door policy almost the last twenty years that he's been promoting wrestling. When he was doing the New Japan USA shows, you know, some fifteen years ago, he was bringing in the Ring of Honor World Champion Samoa Joe to defend that title. So it wouldn't shock me to see some stars from Ring of Honor come to the NWA, come to the primetime live to challenge for the NWA World Championship. And the guy that I think rings the most bells for me and hits the most checklist for me would be somebody like Jay Lethal because he's not currently the world's heavyweight champion. He's been a world's champion for that company. He's a guy that has longevity. He's been around for a very long time. He's been a star almost at every level where he's been. And so I, I think seeing him step into the ring with somebody like Nick Aldis could give him not only a challenge that he hasn't seen before, but um, a big dynamic and a big personality to bring to the table. And I think that would be really good for the NWA and for Primetime Live to have somebody of the caliber of Jay Lethal to come to, uh, to wrestle in that Long Beach. That would be incredible. And, I mean, you know, we can't have this conversation without me mentioning Joe Henning at least once. And he's he's one that's still out there. We were talking about him uh, before the premiere of, of, you know, potential people we'd like to see. And I think that's still somebody for me that is on par, really, with a Mike Bennett, somebody who was in the WWE but was underutilized, uh, was turned into a comedy gimmick, but we know that there's other levels to him. And Nick Aldis, the champ himself, uh, has put Joe Henning over. He says he's he's trained with him. Uh, they were at Harley Race's camp together, um, and so he was impressed by him. So we know there's a connection there, and there's a mutual respect. Um, and so could that be a name that we see pop up? Um, also, I keep thinking about uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and ML MLW, if they can if they can open a door that way. I've heard Marquez mention MLW a couple of times. We don't have any concrete, you know, besides Hammerstone, but he didn't bring that MLW title with him. Um, so, you know, if we can get some crossover there, that would be kind of cool. But, um, you know, even, uh, you know, Chris Dickinson, I'm sitting here watching him and I'm wondering, I mean, this, this brash, disrespectful guy, is this somebody that uh, his just total disregard for tradition and class – is that somebody that can clash with Nick Aldis? Because Nick's not going to take too kindly to somebody who comes in there recklessly like that. He's going to want to be a lot more buttoned up and he's going to say, Hey buddy, you're not, you're not wrestling material. Is that a future rivalry? You know? I mean, that's, that's a great call out because I kept thinking at what point, you know, 
this is very Goldberg-esque where Chris Dickinson's going to come in and wreck somebody and not the way that you would think. He's not going to come in there and pin somebody. He's going to he's gonna cheap shot somebody. He's going to hit someone from the blind side. And that's his M.O. And if you put that up against the the primetime wrestling, uh, excuse me, primetime live United Wrestling Network universe, I mean, there's opportunities to have these kinds of events that lead up to that bigger and better picture. And who bigger than the world's heavyweight champion? Who bigger than the real world's champion? I, I think that is a bound to happen. It almost has to. Yeah, if they you can explain just, it this way. And and uh, Dr. Rob Stinson will appreciate this, but you can throw the babyface heel gimmick dynamic out the window because at the at the end of the day, Nick Aldis, as as Dr. Rob says, is a statesman. And he is very uh, buttoned up. He's very polished. He is a, a champion that uh, carries prestige. And Chris Dickinson has come on the scene, and he is the exact opposite of that. I mean, he's just wearing a ripped-up T-shirt. He's he's just beating up guys on the outside of the ring before the match even starts, screaming out, you know, to the to the camera and to Billy Corgan and to Dave Marquez and everybody, you know, just really disrespectful. And uh, so, you know, it's not about heel versus babyface because I can hear that argument already say, well – you know, technically Nick is a heel. That's debatable. And then, you know, obviously Chris Dickens is a heel. So how would that work? I, I don't think that's a dynamic that you have to take into account. I think their personalities clash so much already that that's a believable feud for me. And, and I think, honestly, when it comes down to the dynamic of a face and a heel, right, the difference between the two is the heel is justified in everything that they do. So Nick Aldis was justified and bringing in strictly business to take out Tim Storm. And, and you can't debate him on that. That was the right thing to do because he is the NWA World's Champion. To, to, to have these feuds where there's somebody who's coming in and disrespecting the boss, right? Both bosses, Dave Marquez and Billy Corgan, disrespecting his paycheck, disrespecting the title that he's holding. He's a World's Champion. He's not going to sit for that. He's not going to sit by, idly by, and let some yahoo come into his his home, the building that he's building, and disrespect the NWA. You know, let, let's be honest. Right now, the NWA is two people, okay? It is Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa. That is the NWA, period. And so, much like someone tried to disrespect, disrespect our women's champion the other night, that's not going to happen. The NWA will not allow it. And by the NWA, I mean Nick Aldis. And I mean Thunder Rosa. They just aren't going to allow it. When you think of the NWA, you think of the, the 10 pounds of gold and the Burke. Because Thunder Rosa will not let you ignore her, and nor will Nick Aldis. So, no, they won't take to that. And somebody like Chris Dickinson, who I love what they're doing with him, he has to, he has to come after Nick. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost was like a foregone conclusion. And, and I could totally see it being – um, you know, a, a story arc of, you know, Nick's going to look at him. I can, I can almost see it in my head already. He's going to look at him and be like, no, you absolutely don't get a title shot. You, you have not earned it. You are not a Mike Bennett level uh, athlete or um, talent or, or even in, in respectability like he is. And so, no, you don't get one. And I can see Chris Dickinson just losing his mind. And, you know, like you said, you compare it to Goldberg, but it, it, with a, with more of a, of an evilness to yeah. it of just like, plowing through guys and taking people out and just leaving a wake of destruction before eventually 
there's no denying, okay, we got to have this match to, to put this to bed. I can see that happening. Um, and then another name, the, the other name that I wanted to mention before we sign off for today is Tim Storm. Um, because I just feel like, you know, you look at power and you look at just how over Tim Storm was. I mean, going all the way back to the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, when, when 10 pounds of gold started, he was the world's champ, right? And he's been doing some other stuff. He's uh, been doing interviews. He's, he's, he's around, right? He, he's not retired. He's not uh, out of the limelight. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the possibility that in the next few weeks we might see Tim Storm on Primetime Live? I also think that's a foregone conclusion. I mean, I do believe that the roster of power eventually will be on on uh, Primetime Live. I think it's just this for any good story to be told, you need to lay down a foundation, right? You need to identify some who people are. That's why we got that feud with the tribe and uh, the Wolf Saddies that ended up going to a double countout because you get without knowing who those two teams were, you know that there had to be some history for those guys to go like that. And so the groundwork is starting to be laid down. So we know Dan Joseph is United Wrestling Network TV champion. We know Ray Rosas is the Hollywood Heritage champion and the Arizona champion. We know that uh, uh, Hammerstone is the W the West Coast Pro Wrestling Champion. And we know that Nick Aldis is the world's heavyweight champion. So so now we have a foundation. And we also know that at some point, Zicky Dice, he's got to defend that TV title. At some point, we know that Aaron Stevens is going to have to defend that national title. There, we, we, we need to bring in these guys, but not on night one, not maybe even on night two. But again, when you bring in somebody like a Zicky Dice, it's going to be a big deal. When you bring in somebody like Aaron Stevens to wrestle, it's going to be a big deal. And when you do bring in Tim Storm to wrestle, you know, as Dr. Rob Simpson says about our, our world's heavyweight champion, the elder statesman, Tim Storm is the original elder statement. He carried this brand when nobody really cared about this brand. So I do believe you'll see him show up. I do believe you'll see him take part in this, uh, in this show it's just, um, again, it's a feeling out process. They have to keep putting people in the right spots in the right places. And eventually, we're going to get some great stories being told. I think so, too. I want to mention, um, what are your thoughts? This is another conversation we've been having in our Discord, in WAFAM Discord. Uh, but what are your thoughts on TV title versus TV title? People seem to be really amped up about that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, for one... I do believe I was the first person to say that there should be a unification bout. Um, I do believe that as talented as Dan Joseph is, he does rep represent the United Wrestling Network. Zicky Dice represents the NWA. And, you know, both men are great. They're both great talents. But at some point, there's got to be some sort of animosity. Power versus Hollywood, right? And that's that can all play out right in front of us. And... I mean, you know, Becky Lynch used to look so badass with both titles as she walked down the ring. What if our TV champion was a unified TV champion holding, you know, both both belts, right? I think that would be very compelling, very interesting. Um, and, and then again, it also kind of sets up maybe a future challenge for the World's Heavyweight Champion. Hey, I hold two titles. Nick, you only hold one. Let's do this. Yeah. I think that really could be uh, compelling storytelling. I think so too, man. And everybody else that, uh, 
has has been presented that idea has seemed uh, pretty amped about it, to be honest. Um, you know, you know me, I'm a big TV champ guy. I mean, I'm an Art Anderson fan, so that belt just to me is synonymous with, uh, you know, talent and, and great work. And so uh, I would love to see that. And so, I, you know, there's a lot of directions we can go. See, now you're, gonna, now you're just showing off. But, I'll see if uh, I can find one. I'll see if I can find the next one. There you go. There's a lot of directions we can go, and there's a lot of, of titles. Again, like I mentioned before, the tag titles are, are in the same boat. I mean, do you do the same thing with the tag titles? And I don't want to get too much into the, you know, the WWE loves this, but the brand warfare and that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think that that has to be the primary storyline in all this. But when you've got a show that you've got crossover from different promotions and you got two sets of guys standing there and they're both tag champs, naturally, because these guys are competitors, don't you think they'd look at each other and go, we're the real tag champs, right? Yeah. Let's let's settle this. So I think that that is a compelling storyline um, from just that authenticity standpoint of like, if I'm the TV champ and you're the TV champ, well, we can't both be the TV champ, you know what I mean, on this show. So we got to settle this. So I can see that that uh, playing out in some really fun and, um, and competitive ways. And so that's stuff I would like to see too. But um, as we wrap up, J. Cal, anything else just top of mind that you're you're hoping to see or that you want to see in Primetime Live? So, I mean, what, one of the things I like is they're already starting to release the card. I mean, they started on Monday night releasing the card and they started making matches right then and there. And now we know, you know, I mean, we're seeing talent from New Japan come in with Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors. Um, I want to see more of that. Uh, I, I am hoping that uh, there will be some relationships formed with other rival wrestling promotions like MLW, like Ring of Honor, maybe even Impact. Um, but ultimately, like, I just want to see more of the same. I know there were some tech issues. We can fix that. Um, but the pacing issues, I want them to fix that. Maybe one less match so that we could have a longer main event. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, I just want to see more of the same. I want to see the best talent that I can possibly see that's not signed to the WWE, that's not signed to AEW. And I want to see them prove that they're the best talent in in, in the world. So that's what I want to see. I, we're paying a very modest amount of money for these shows. I know some people, it's too much. And I get it. I get it. We're all... We're all going through this pandemic together. For some people, this is a struggle. For some people, it's not. I get it. But we're not paying a great deal for these shows. For 90 minutes of wrestling, I think it comes out to like 60 cents, uh, like an hour. No, that's not right. But, but you get my... <laughs> I'm no math whiz, Jay Cal, but you might no, want to get a calculator. No, I, I had the math down, but now I'll, I haven't slept in three days. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's not a bad... You're, you're getting a good deal you're getting a good deal for your money. I mean, no commercials during the show. I mean, it's all action. We're not sitting through like pointless, mindless drivel. You know, it's, it's promo match, promo match, promo match, and that's it. So I just want to see more of the same. I don't want them to deviate from the formula too much. Um, I would like to see more, the biggest names that they can get, you know, one more name. And I, I know we're supposed to wrap it up, but, we haven't even talked about Davy Boy Smith Jr. As far as I know, he's not even under contract to anybody. Yeah. He's out there. Yep. Dude, possibilities are endless, man. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want more of the same. I, I, my answer is a little different. I, I want to see the whole event. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you had the luxury of being there and actually witnessing it firsthand. Um, but I will say this, you didn't have the luxury unless you did. I don't know. Of, uh, hearing the incredible commentary team. Uh, oh, I was close enough. I was close enough. I could. Yeah. And, I, mean, I was, I was, I mean, I was, that was the shining star for me of the whole night. Despite the technical difficulties, I was just like, man, this commentary team is top notch. So I do want more of the same from that. I just want to be able to hear it all and see it all. And I trust, uh, and Dave Mark, he's going to figure out what the issues were. If it wasn't him or if it was fight, I don't know. We're not here to point fingers and we're not here to bury anybody. Uh, I just trust that they're going to get it figured out because um, these are all good business people and they want to do the best business and, and give the fans what they want. So they're going to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as the action, I, I'm with you. I like the formula. I like the, just the tried and true method of let's do some backstage promos and let's have some fights, you know? And so I hope they stick to that. Um, I do like announcing the card um, a little bit a week ahead to kind of, kind of give you an appetite for what's coming up. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy with the direction it's headed right now. I just, you know, I want more. I'm kind of like you. So, well, cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We had, uh, got joined by the Dr. Rob Stinson in the chat. I saw Zicky Dice make an appearance. I don't know if he heard our, uh, our TV champ talk. He didn't chime in. So maybe he's uh, hush hush about all that. Uh, Dave Scooby, of course, as always, everyone else who joined us today. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been the Friday hot tag. That is J Cal. Uh, do not miss the pre-party on Tuesday at 5 o'clock Eastern. J. Cal, where are you at? Everywhere else online. At the Alliance blog. Very easy. It's just at the Alliance blog. You can find us on all socials right there. And Will, besides besides some of this great SEO content you're putting out, where, where else can folks see you? Well, man, I am at Hey It's Will on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Real Hey It's Will on uh, TikTok, as J. Cal just referenced, I've been putting out some digital marketing content. So if you're interested in digital marketing, want to learn a little bit about SEO and content and things like that, uh, follow me over on TikTok. Uh, but as far as NWA content, uh, right here at the NWA pod on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and also TikTok. And uh, I think we are going to be going live tonight uh, after Mission Pro Wrestling to do kind of a recap. It may just be me and Gary, because as I said, uh, Dr. Rob is actually live on location in Buda, Texas at Mission Pro Wrestling Hell Hath No Fury. Uh, he may join us for uh, a report. Um, but yeah, we're looking at going live and then we'll be live Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, to go through all the big news from the week. We got plenty to talk about, so um, don't miss it there. We're at youtube.com slash the NWA pod. So thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you, J Cal. Always a highlight of my week to get to chat with you a little bit on the hot tag. And so until next Friday, uh, we will see you guys later.